magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello and welcome everyone to the podcast. Yes, welcome. What a, what a, <laughs> we've been, we've been talking longer than usual before the pod, so I don't know how we'll sound right now. But um, how are you doing? What did you want to talk about first? Did you want to talk about the cards we picked? Yeah, so so if this is your first time listening, this is when we talk about the cards we picked at the end of the last podcast for this previous week and how they may have shown up in our life this week. And last week, you picked... The Blade Blade. from the Shamanic Oracle or something like that. That sounds right. Mystical Shamanic Oracle. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. And I, yeah, and and Anthony or Antonio. There were other people. Okay. You don't know. It seems Mm -mm. like you don't really know right now. It's on the show notes if anyone really cares. And I picked um, Build Strength from the Sacred Self-Care Oracle. And there was a similarity between the two with boundaries and strength and getting clear so yeah, how did that did that did that show up for well, you this week? It's interesting, yeah. I will say, well, this week I did have a lot of energy out of nowhere. Did you feel that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, me too. Yeah. I think actually and now I'm remembering you said that last night, but I was feeling it like, oh my God, like a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good and positive, but you know, I'm going to talk about this. This always happens where it's like, oh, I'll be talking about this in the energy report. But um, it, it's also kind of like, and now where does it go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I did find a place to put it. <laughs> but anyway, as far as the boundaries go, yeah. I Without going into too much detail, I will say I'm like going back to exploring old family patterns and figuring out like set where do I set a boundary you know get getting comfortable really owning that emperor energy that we talked about last week too yeah like how do I you know protect myself and then also be kind you know the whole you know Mm -hmm. drill yeah so yeah I did experience that yeah, me too. In in a uh, relationship, a friendship that I have, like just kind of getting super clear. Oh, I did Sedona method on it, where it was like a, a challenging dynamic uh-huh. in a friendship, and I, I have been taking baths, Epsom salt baths, and doing Sedona method. Do you do that ever while so you take a great. bath? It's so yeah. like supercharged. And so, if you guys haven't listened to the podcast before, this is a book <laughs> Natasha and I love Sedona method, and it's um it's a process of releasing when you're having resistance or when you're feeling really any sort of like tension around anything, any kind of feeling you don't really want to feel, or even it's once really you do. It's about knowing that underneath it all none of it's about you nothing's personal that underneath it all you are witnessing all your thoughts feelings and stories that come up and yeah underneath it all when you release you feel the love that you are and then you let it flow yeah it brings you into the present moment and it just removes so it was interesting because i did there were a lot of old 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 patterns in this relationship that were like This isn't even who I am. I don't even think I've been that person for over a decade. You know, it's just like the leftover in this relationship. And this is really interesting because then I was like, oh, yeah, that's – I could totally – we could totally hang out. We can totally talk on the phone. It's going to be fine and normal. (laughs) It was really interesting how that – and it worked out. Yeah. And the, I mean, the boundary too, that was there too. It was like, oh, because it was like there was a dynamic of like, oh, it matters so much what this person thinks of me. And, uh, you know, where I was like, no, you know what? It really doesn't matter. I don't need yeah. to keep on thinking it matters so much. <laughs> yeah. if That's also part of the Sedona method is going underneath to see if there's control or approval or security underneath it. So when you're like, oh, I welcome this need for approval. And then can I let go of this need for approval? Just asking yourself that. It's like, oh, 
Yeah, I can let go of that. Yeah, <laughs> and control too. That's like another thing. I mean, that those are really linked together to me a lot is the desire for approval and then the desire for control because it's like, I want to control what this person thinks of me. Right. What's interesting when I first started doing it years ago was I thought control and approval were going to be the main things, but then it turned out it was security. Oh, yeah. For me underneath it all is like feeling safe and secure. So letting go of the need for safety um it's it's just like this counterintuitive feeling of when you let go of that need for it you realize oh i feel safer when i'm not trying to cling to one yeah yeah that's what's a a really interesting thing about the dynamic of it because he does say in the book it when you let go of wanting it it doesn't mean you let go of having it right and wanting really is another word for not having so right. it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like wanting yeah. keeps you out of alignment with having. Yes. Yeah. It exp- stops you from experiencing, yeah, the flow and who you are. Do you ever listen to his, uh, the free monthly support calls? No, I know. You always are telling me to and I never have. Well, because I like those better than the book because I can just like listen and go for a run that's a great combo for me, exercising mm. and listening to uh, that or really any meditation because your endorphins are already happening and then you're releasing on top of it. It's like, oh, now I can take on anything. Anywho, um, so shall we move? Did you want to talk about oh, your book that you love? Yeah, so I read this book because, you know, during this pandemic, we've talked a lot about how I have been, I think both of us have been, and a lot of other people have been feeling drawn to discovering how we can build a new world because it does feel so unstable and so many things are coming to light that don't work. So I think spiritually we're like, okay, time to envision a new sort of dynamic. So part of and, that for me – oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, and also the universe, I mean, is bringing in this new energy to support yeah. that at the same time. It really is. And it's working faster than it used to. Yeah. For whatever reason, I have my thoughts about it, but it's able to come in more now and hit us more deeply. So yes. So able to make changes quicker and um, even if it maybe doesn't feel that immediately, but it does like it's like, oh, this makes sense now, like quicker than it used to. Right. And it's like I was talking about in my card reading from this week that from the full moon that um, – I was calling it transformational energy, but it, you could also call it un- instability. <laughs> you know, so kind of you can look at it from either angle. But when things don't feel as entrenched, you know, that like, well, what is going to happen and how is society going to look? And it, it looks different already than it has our whole lifetime. Then it that actually is really there's a lot of power in that. So, well, it's like I said last, I forget, a few weeks ago how – my friend was saying that Christ, and I forget what language crisis is another word for transformation, isn't that? What I thought I said in that. a language. Was I that friend? No. Oh, but you. I, <laughs> it was actually in my Zoom class <laughs> that I taught. I said a friend, but I think anyway. Um, but it was yeah. That means it, change. Uh, I yes, think. means change. Crisis yeah. means change, and yeah. Yeah, so it's that transformational energy. So I have been really working (laughs) with like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to help support this shift. I really want to, but I don't know how it's going to look. So um, I've just been setting the intention and opening up and envisioning. And then I came across this book. I honestly can't tell you how I knew about it. Mm. But I came across this book called The Life You Can Change. And it is a moral philosopher. The life Actually, you can change? The, no, the life you can save. Sorry. Save. The life you can save. <laughs> and um, it's written by a moral philosopher. And he um, he also really examines the way different charities work in the world. But he talks all about like how far our financial contributions can go to people in extreme poverty. Mm. Like to save children's lives in really basic easy ways like curing them of or cure them of blindness or heal women who have had fistula which is in Africa like a lot of women get this thing after they give birth and then it really makes their lives super hard but Mm. there is an operation that can totally help them and like just these ways that he looks at how far can our donations go to just really change lives and 
save lives. And so I felt super inspired to give. So I started, I just did if the first one last week, I started bringing back my Akashic Clearings and I want to donate all, just one Akashic Clearing a week and donate all of the fee to to charity. So they have, they actually have a website, the, the lifeyoucansave.org, where they look at the charities that are, they think are the most effective. Uh, so I'm donating to their COVID-19 fund. Oh, that's great. And he yeah. said the thing about people don't talk about giving. Right. Because then I thought about you also inspired me because you had told me before the podcast about you, how you and Brett gave quite a bit. And then I wanted you to maybe talk about it since I read that in that book, he talks about that when we talk about giving, we actually inspire other people to give. It's really clear from the data. So mm, I and also that people don't like to, that's why I talked about it yeah. too before the podcast because I was like, I don't want anyone to feel bad or weird or like feel like I'm bragging or something right but actually when you told me it did really inspire me and you were so, so excited so I feel like you should tell okay about so it on the podcast. what happened was we got our stimulus check and um <laughs> and this doesn't make me look great I'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> FYI um and Brett immediately was like, well, we have to give all of it away, obviously. And I was like, that's not obvious <laughs> because we don't – it's not like we are extremely wealthy people. I mean, I got kind of defensive, I will say, um, maybe just straight up defensive because I was like, this could go to this, this, and this. We need – you know, we're going to need this, this, and this. This money can be used. And he was like, yeah, but neither of us have lost our jobs this money was supposed to go to people who have lost their jobs. And I really argued with him about it. And I was like, you just can't receive. And this is about your receiving issues. And I had to buy you a hoodie. I had to buy you like four yeah. hoodies because you wear the same fucking hoodie every day. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously this is your problem. And then um, he was like, okay, well, I'll look at my stuff, but I really don't think that's where this is coming from. So I was like, fine, whatever. I doubt it. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I was like, fine, he's right. We shouldn't give this money away. Um, And then... I started looking into where we were going to give it and I started to get so happy (laughs) because it makes such a difference for people. And yes, obviously it would make a difference for us, but like I was able to give some money to a friend who was completely out of work, you know, and it made such a big difference to her. And, um, and another friend actually, she was like, now I can eat through Thanksgiving because I was able to give to her for her um, CSA, like her vegetables or whatever for the year. I'm saying I. We should, like, can just say Brett. I mean, he wouldn't have done that with that. He wouldn't have done it if I hadn't agreed. But really, it was his thing. And, yeah, and just being able – and then we gave, like – I mean, because we had the stimulus check, so we were able to give to, like, um, this organization that – had these families like it was like so directly given you know and then like um immigrant workers who aren't going to receive anything (sighs) so upsetting um anyway I don't even remember where it all went at after that but it did feel so good I felt so good doing it and I do think it also it really was like selfishly wonderful because it opened me up to like then I started thinking of all the way other ways not giving like for free but like less expensive ways to help give my services like I did the zoom class and then I did the email thing and um so that more I was trying to think how can I reach more people and then it did like um just go from there there was just like a lot that like I ended up making more money because you know like it does come back to you not that that's why you should do it but it does open up I I seriously noticed how it opened up the flow of finances when I wasn't like going from scarcity coming from scarcity like we can't give that away we need this for these things and then when I was like okay you know what we have our needs met we are okay like I can flow this out and like giving from the heart and then it does come back because it's like oh the universe 
universe, I really think it's like, oh, I feel abundant and so abundance comes to me. Yes, that vibration, that flow of generosity. I mean, it's what you give out comes back to you, but it's also like, you know, you get into that sense. Like this is, I am so abundant that I can give this. Yes, and then it does come it's like yeah it is a flow it's I really notice how letting go of that feeling of scarcity like opened me up in more ways yeah and it is also exciting it's also I I feel inspired I actually learned recently that my dad has been giving blood every month for like I don't even know how long he just said I do it every month I've got to go do it (laughs) because I was worried about him going out in the world during the pandemic and he was Mm, insisting on going to give blood but I read in this book the same book that um Mm. That people who give blood, there was a study on seniors who give blood, and apparently it really increases their happiness to give blood every month. And I feel inspired to do that, too. I'm a little afraid. I've never done it before, but I would like to. I've never done it because I have anemia sometimes. You're not supposed to. But I don't know if I do anymore. Anyway, it does feel really good to give. And that totally makes sense that when you talk about it, you inspire other people. I mean, there is so much taboo around talking about money in general. Right. Like we're not supposed to. But that feeling of tightness just doesn't feel in the flow, Mm -hmm. especially now as I'm talking right now. It feels like that's like – so pre-pandemic totally <laughs> yeah so pre-pandemic to just like have it it's just like no now let's just be out in the open you know mm-hmm. about our wants and needs and like we don't we let's not waste time like hiding things from each other I mean obviously not in every case let's have boundaries but you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. great <laughs> all right okay <laughs> speaking of uh of abundance goddess provisions yeah time for goddess provisions you know i think you've gotten your new box i have not i have not because it's at the post office and we don't always get to go Mm -hmm. to the post office for various reasons they actually um said that they're sold out of maize oh right but they're saying that they have opened up the self-care box and the amethyst Box. Oh, okay. So people can get that. And they are, I have the self care box and it's so great. I'm telling you right now, it's just such a gift to receive these boxes. Yeah. They're, so if you haven't heard us talk about them before, they're uh, five to six full-size products that are, you know, related to self-care, metaphysics. There's usually a crystal in there. There's often face products or um, Tea natural or like perfume. Journals. Yeah. Oh, crystal so books. Um, I mean, it's basically a witch's dream, if you ask it's, me. It's really fun. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to get to the post office. Um, yes, and they plant a tree for oh, every yeah. box sold, and it's vegan and cruelty free. So this is a really great, um, a great business, and, and it's you a can... really good price too for what you get. Yeah, um, and you can go to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com. Com. Do I need to say dot com? And go to the side banner. <laughs> yes. You can click on <laughs> Goddess Provisions, <laughs> and then we get a little bit for every box sold, which is really nice way to support the pot. Yes. So thank and you so much. Thank and you so much. And also another way to support our podcast that we would so appreciate is a rating and or a review, preferably both. But just a rating is great. Um, mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Yes. We would really love it because yeah, it helps people find us and yeah. we really appreciate it. Yes. Um, okay. So should we answer a question? We have one question. Oh, and if you want to ask us a question to answer on here, you can go to our website again, Magic Monday Podcast, and there's a little ask a question button at the top. Yeah, and while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. Oh yeah. It went out last week, but you'll get one next month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't okay. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> so this is actually two questions in one. And oh. this is from Hannah. Um, the subject, panic attacks and car- cardomancy. Huh. I want to start by saying I am a baby witch with a lot of problems, quite frankly, and love your podcast. I recently <laughs> got these new panic attacks. I believe... Um, I be- you sound like they're a product the way you just said I recently got these new panic attacks I believe but it feels like I'm trying to be told something okay mm, the, so that panic attacks was in quotes because I think she's not really sure if they're panic attacks okay 
the most recent one I've had was a few moments ago when my mom called me out in the middle of a card reading. It was really strong and they feel like something is grabbing me. Do you think that this is just anxiety or is a spirit trying to contact me, warn me of danger or or is danger? I think she means or is there danger? Okay, and then there's another question after that. So shall we stop there and answer? Sure. Okay. You want me to? Do, I could start if you want. <laughs> or you can start. I think seems like we both have something to say here. Oh, go ahead. You start. Well, okay. So this, I really relate to Hannah on both her questions, oh. which you'll see in a moment <laughs> from okay. when I was a baby witch who still lived at home. Uh-huh. Um, and when I just was also a baby witch that was just out of the house. Um, because there, for me, which also sounds like with Hannah, in the early, early, early years, months and years of being a, a, a line atta- kind of open to your magical abilities or to the magical world, there can be a lot of instability and there can be a lot of fear for a lot of reasons. So mm. it sounds like to me that that's what you're experiencing is, I mean, it could you could also probably define it as a panic attack. But mm. for me, like being open to the magical energetic realm was pretty kind of unsettling and scary in, mm. in a lot of instances. So what I would recommend is... Um, really sticking for now with clearing your energy field shielding your energy field anchoring like grounding into the earth connecting with the cosmos you could do chakra clearing but for me if you not i know not everyone resonates with angels but for me working with angels was Mm -hmm. a really huge turning point in finding that sense of security because it's really connected like being protected and shielded in your magical work Mm. is connected to also connected to just having confidence that you're okay oh yeah you know like interesting yeah go ahead like calling on angels helps you feel okay but then Mm -hmm. learning to kind of cultivate like you know what i'm okay like even if i feel like maybe a spirit grabbed me there for a second i'll still be okay (laughs) you know (laughs) like cultivating that sense instead of because i think there's a lot like from movies and maybe from like a lot of fear based on traditional religious upbringings or whatever it is there's a lot of fear that it's like, well, you know, if I feel like a spirit grabbed me, that things are just going to get worse from there. You know, then it's mm. just going to get really scary and bad. And, and and then that can like induce a sort of like stress response, sort of a downward, you know, downward pull of <laughs> your mood yeah. and your energy. And so, um, so really it's not, that's not, that's in the movies. It doesn't have to be true. Like mm-hmm. if you start getting into fear, then it isn't mm-hmm. a healthy place to be. But if you can start to cultivate and that's, that's where to me, it really helped turn that around was to work with Archangel Michael, especially mm-hmm. Archangel Michael, that sense of security and protection. But so, okay. Your I turn. just have so much to say after <laughs> you said that. This is why I like it when you go first. Um, well, I, it's just so interesting to me because I think when I started doing all this, which was so long ago, I it was also soothing because I did right away work with my guides and oh, angels. Yeah. Like So it was like so much more soothing than what was happening in my house. Yeah. And also I started reading um, Sydney and Roman's books who channels a really loving guide. Yeah. yeah. So I just felt so like whatever I was doing, magically speaking, was all like, I just, I, I think maybe that's why I never had that fear because- yeah. Yeah, I just felt like, oh, I was just protected, way more protected, and therefore I brought that energy in. It's ironic, because I think I've told this story once before, but the one time I was scared was when I, I'm a Jew who went to church Sunday school, and the <laughs> the lady teaching there once was like, there's angels everywhere. Did I tell you this story before? <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, but tell it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I like was terrified when she t- she's like I was walking down the street and I stepped on something and I looked down and it was a cross and I knew the angel was there and I was like 10 I was like <gasps> and then I wouldn't play alone and I was like upstairs of terrified of whatever that meant and I was like mom the lady told said there's angels everywhere and she's like there are not angels everywhere stop it <laughs> i'm not gonna let you go there anymore <laughs> yeah anyway. i swear that the this traditional is... religion is the spirit, the source of the fear yes. 
That's what happens when you Often. have a Jewish mother who like sends you Sunday school. Then she's like, it's stupid. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but anyway. And then when I got in touch with actual angels and guides, I felt so supported. So that said, yes, I a thousand percent agree with you. If you're going, if you have fear to begin with, certainly please beg of you do a protection. You can even just say, I have um, no permission. You can imagine a light switch outside of your aura, turn it off, say no permission for anything other than my highest guides and angels. Yeah. And you just get to turn pick it that. off. Yes. Yeah. You get to choose. It's all, you really do. You yes. have complete autonomy over your soul over your experience you can picture your aura around you with a shield all of that that said i do not think that a spirit was grabbing you i think it really was your fear and you were already had fear around that um i it, and and i will say in my work as someone who never used to believe that this could even happen i have seen in my work aliens talk to people even come into their space. And by the way, these aliens generally don't mean harm. <laughs> In fact, I've never seen them mean harm. They're just real curious. Yeah. But, um, and I have seen, um, I really haven't, I, I mean, I've seen like other types of people around people's space, other types of entities, etc. But it's, unless you are like really... I mean, I will say people who are addicted to, like, pretty serious opioids or something, that does leave you more vulnerable for guides and entities because they're just kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Or, you know, oh, I yeah. want to take up residence here because you're literally leaving your space. You are. Yeah. You're traveling. You're leaving. I think serious you, alcoholism, too. I can yeah, sense that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, any kind of addiction or – or even, I will say, people who do a lot of, um, like, medicine journeys, like ayahuasca, if you do not then, I mean, that can really, if you do not later then come back to owning your space and be real intentional about it, I have seen, you know, entities, like, want to know what's going on there and coming in and that kind of thing. I have seen yeah. that. But by yeah. the way, I have never really... If, if the person is open to, or it's like, okay, no, I'm owning my space. I'm, you know, like taking their control. I've never had a hard time getting rid of them. <laughs> like saying, yeah, like, okay, when bye, you realize, on your way. Yeah, like, I didn't. See, that's when I started, I didn't realize that I had that authority to be like, yes. I banish you, you know, and, right. or I'm grounded or like this is my space and here's what I allow. And I didn't know that. And I, I actually realized when I think about it, even before I officially recognized or discovered any sort of magic books, I was already like this question is reminding me I was already like making Ouija boards with my friends in high school in high yeah, school. And my daughter then, was doing that. Yeah. And then when I went to college and I did discover some magic books I was doing hallucinogens and I was just like oh, okay yeah let me do a spell and do a ritual and I didn't understand shielding I didn't understand grounding so I did have some weird crazy mm. scary things happen <laughs> yeah. at that time and then and since then I have learned a lot about energy work and that I, I think energy work and angels and then learning that you do have the authority over your own space it's like that that's where I would start definitely if you're just starting start, out yeah start, yeah definitely protect. I mean if you get a little far like I remember this one person who they were just like annoyed that this would turn out to be aliens <laughs> were watching them a lot. But they didn't really fully like they were also smoking pot a lot. That's the mm. other thing. And, you know, I am not anti any drug whatsoever. I was. Well, that's, I mean, abuse. Maybe of, some uh, drugs. Maybe here, some drugs. OK, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be doing heroin or cooking. Yeah, yeah, but like PCP. as far as like pot or whatever, it's fine. But if you're um overdoing it you do leave yourself susceptible so yeah. i think that's why they were having a harder time just telling those people to go away aliens <laughs> to go away but as far as she's concerned yeah just you know connect back to your heart and i would say yeah maybe you want to connect to books like Sinead roman's books mm -hmm. like where who, who's channeling a just pure 
beautiful being of light. Um, especially right now with more light coming in, it's really nice to connect to that light and light beings and, you know, the lighter and angels and all of that. Um, yeah, but I don't think that someone was like trying to grab you and, and I don't mean, I hope I didn't sound judgmental. I'm just trying to reassure her that I don't think she needs to worry. It doesn't really work like that. It sounds like fear. Um, I And I want to also recommend my book, The Good Energy Book, because oh, okay. I did write a book about – and that was kind of like all the stuff I learned that I sh- – okay. it would have been great Perfect. if I would have learned before. <laughs> I would have, you know, yes. done a lot of the stuff that I did. Yes. So. And since we're uh, promoting, <laughs> uh, also you – my I just did a Zoom class about owning your energy yeah. where I lead you through an energy meditation where you own your energy. And Tess has like a ton of meditations and classes to, on her site. So you have a lot of material here to help with that. Yeah. So cultivating that sense of confidence and grounding um, and owning your energy, that's yeah. just like – the best and then from there once you feel comfortable with that then you can move on to other stuff yeah and connect to the heart chakra is really nice too because that's the opposite of fear yeah okay and can you describe what cardomancy is before you go oh yeah so she's working with a deck of playing cards i mean it can be telling fortunes with cards or looking into even i think what we do called drawing Mm -hmm. on oracle cards Mm-hmm. I think, but um, in this case, she's talking about a deck of playing cards, which also reminds me of myself because I did that in oh, high school. Cute. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Another thing, I don't have tarot or oracle cards. I'm trying to work on cartomancy since I have playing decks. Do you have ideas of how to make this a bit easier? This is really a second priority, but if you can get to it, thank you very much. Well, I've never done that, so... Well, I, I was just remember. I loved this question because it reminded me of my childhood. My um, when I was a freshman in high school, I um, I don't know what I was. Maybe it was the Ouija board that my dad discovered. I was doing. It was something, and maybe I was trying to already trying to tell fortunes with a deck of playing cards. But I remember he showed me this James Michener book. I don't even know which one, like South Pacific maybe. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you should read this one part of this James Mitchell book because that'll show you why it's really not a good thing. Like he was worried that I was uh, getting into the occult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and I read it and it was so funny because it was like actually James Mitchell talking about how a gypsy woman on a boat taught him how to tell fortunes with a deck of playing cards. And I like oh. learned how to do it from that. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> It was really interesting. It was like you shuffle the whole deck and then you put, um, I think it was head, head, heart, home, health, wealth, travel. It was six rows. So how many cards are in a deck? 52. Mm-hmm. I think it was like eight rows mm-hmm. of six. Is that 52? No, 52. that's 50. 48. Eight rows of six is 48. Oh, maybe then six. you left. Yeah. And then you left four cards out and those were all significant too. Uh, I don't, it was like, so all, there were eight rows and it was head, heart, home, health, wealth, travel. And then you look down the rows and it was like the top was the past and the middle was the present and the bottom was the future. And I remember I started telling fortunes to all the kids at school <laughs> with my oh deck my of playing cards so after funny. that. But so do you, know, you recommend that? No, I don't think you should do the James Michener uh, style. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> but what I do recommend is, um, you know, what you could do is you could look at all the cards and get a sense, like, what does each suit mean to you? Like, I would think diamonds would mean, like, abundance and hearts would be, you know, love um clubs and spades i don't know you could see it would be what would that in the tarot spades would be swords right and clubs would be wands maybe i don't even know well let's see get i think get like a personal sense of what those symbolize to you how they feel to you and then you could look at the symbolism of numbers and um you could do like a past present future reading so you could shuffle the deck and oh, ask a question yeah. shuffle okay. the deck put three cards out past present future mm-hmm. ask a question and then like kind of tune in and what is that how does that resonate for you yeah I will say I don't love future telling in general 
Um, well, I'm kind of not talking about. I mean, th- that I know, was how James Michener talked about right, it. Right. But <laughs> but, but in this case, I'm thinking more of that. like. Wasn't was she, she talking about telling the future? I, I think. She, I, I think that? she just is talking about like working with um and working with playing cards the same way we work with oracle cards. Uh, is the sense I'm getting from the question so yeah not so much like telling the future seems or telling fortunes that's kind of like this old-fashioned kind of style that I was that I mean that's all I had access to at that time was this weird old novel that my dad gave me but um (laughs) um but yeah you can just like tap in you know like if you get an ace I would think it would be like the pure energy of that suit just kind of like in tarot it is. Yeah. They are related. Uh, and yeah, yeah you could kind of tap into the the jacks as maybe like young men and the queens as women. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the queen. Yeah. Just the queen like it is here. The jacks might be pages or knights. Mm-hmm. So then, the, this will yeah. you, you might want to take some notes and kind of look and write down how each card resonates for you personally i mean i don't normally say this but google might be helpful (laughs) more helpful than that yeah and like with number correspondences like you could look at numerology you Mm -hmm. could look at the tarot meanings and just kind of get a sense but once you have your personal meanings like okay this is how i tune into this card then you'll have i mean that will work just as well as any oracle deck Totally. Because that's the whole point of tarot anyway. Well, not well, I'll just say is like, getting more in tune with what is my intuition telling me about this that it's saying as opposed to what the book says or whatever. I mean, I do have a slight addiction to Oracle decks, so I do love them. But but maybe um, she, I'm feeling like she's in a situation where maybe she couldn't she, have one. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying she should get one. I was just saying, like, I do love them, but that the, it it almost seems like Karate Kid style, like how yeah. he started him out, you know, real totally. slow. It's, or like, and it's like, if you can master that, then you could read any tarot in yeah. a second. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. It's time for the energy report. <laughs> So, (laughs) (laughs) no comment. Um, I guess that's kind of commenting when I don't comment. Okay, anyway, so the energy report is about what I see the energy trend for the week from clients that come see me and myself. Um, And also, I've been adding my guides in here to give me some direction um, on what they are feeling about the energy of the week. Um, because there's so much going on right now. (laughs) Like I could go in a million directions in terms of what I could tell people. Um, so the one thing is I will say this building energy, I, you know, we talked about feeling before about like, oh my God, like possibilities and things are, it feels like we're building, getting ready to connect more the outside world, which, um, does my intellectual part of my brain is like, I don't think we should be doing that. But it also, I don't even know when it's going to actually happen. But it feels like that's what we're kind of building towards. And so we're continuing this energy of looking inside and getting more and more clear about what we want. And when we so that when we do come to connect with people, we're coming from a more clear place, we're coming from a place of, oh, Look, I'm a new person and I and this is what I have to offer the world. Yeah. And this is what I have to offer you. And this is what I want to bring forth into the world and bring forth to you. We're also dealing with um, Venus going retrograde, which is about coming back again to assess your values, what you value and what you value in relationship and um and caring for yourself and all of that. Um so it is again, you know, a time of of that of of refining but then also using this energy to um bring forth into the world what we want so one thing that i'm noticing well okay it's two things it's again kind of what you were talking about like and what i was talking about about stories old stories again 
coming up to clear out. So we're saying like, this isn't who I am anymore. And this is the story I was living by for so long, you know, just to use myself as an example, like as a kid, it was like, um, I was the scapegoat. (laughs) I was the one, well, not more like from 11 on, like, oh, what you're doing wrong. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to believe that anymore. I really don't. I just Mm -hmm. don't have to believe that anymore. Um, So can I let that go? Can I release that? So one thing that you can do is what we were talking about is just notice. Like when you get triggered, oh, what's happening right now? Like for me the other day, I noticed, I mean, I'm very aware of my chakra. So I I noticed, oh, this is a real, I'm feeling this need for control in my third chakra. I'm feeling like threatened and wanting to control. So just notice that. And then ask like, am I that? Am I all of those feelings that need for control? Am I a threatened person? Or am I just me? Am I witnessing this need within myself? Mm. Am I all those stories that go with that? Or am I just me now, you know, the witness watching myself from the past, remembering memories of that? Is that too esoteric? <laughs> no, that was so freeing. And the oh, way you said good, that, good, I feel like good. it was the energy behind what you said in addition to what you said. But I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can do that. You can just step <laughs> out of us stories. It feels yeah. really good. Yeah. For me, I was noticing like, oh, my third chakra and just like allowing it to release from there. Um, Just seeing like, oh, that was control. Or, you know, you can if you're feeling hurt, it would be in your your heart chakra, like, oh, am I this hurt person or am I noticing? Am I actually love this loving witness noticing how I've been hurt? And can I allow that hurt and just not identify with it as that's who I am? Like, I am the one who was the scapegoat. No, I'm, I had that experience. Yeah. And that was the old story. And it's a new moment now. Right. So I can choose new things. So, um, and, so that's really step one. Always after you release, fill with gold light or, you know, whatever color you like. In my world, it's like this yeah, kind of yellow gold light that is your highest information. So you want to fill up with that light after because then what was released leaves a hole and then you want to fill up with your highest information, your highest vibration from source, from your highest self. Yeah. Um, and then I can give one more tool that I've been thinking about because one thing I have noticed in my clients is there's a fogginess that's coming up as um, people are become. Sometimes people are becoming aware of their wants and needs and their and what they really want for the first time. Like they're allowing themselves to feel this, to acknowledge. Oh, wait a minute! I want something new. You know, whereas before they've been in their old routines, just kind of going about, like getting, not examining themselves. And sometimes what that brings up is a resistance, a fear, because it's like, oh, my God, I'm I'm wanting this new thing. (sighs) You know, it's scary at first to acknowledge that you have once bigger wants and needs than you've been acknowledging. Mm -hmm. And that can bring up a fogginess as you want to resist it. So one thing that you can do (laughs) is imagine that you have like a... um, um, what's one of those machines that's like um that uh, sucks up like oh boy i can't think of the name of it a vacuum uh, yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that could be it that could be it i mean i was picturing it vacuuming up like fog that's why i didn't go with vacuum can you vacuum up a fog vacuum fog i don't think you can but let's just if you could then that would be that machine yeah, exactly. A fog vacuuming. <laughs> okay. Imagine at the base of your, like, bottom of your aura. Oh, boy. I really, you know something I've noticed? Like, regular words have been leaving me mm. th- when I'm in this kind of a space, like a reading space especially. I'm like, oh, okay, I just don't have access to all the words at this time. So, yeah, vacuum. <laughs> so, 
imagine that you have a little vacuum at the bottom of your aura and just turn it on and imagine all of the fog or anything that you don't want that isn't yours getting vacuumed into this little vacuum machine. And I'm going to call it a vacuum machine, okay? (laughs) And at the base of your spine. So, I mean, at the base of your aura. So it's underneath. Um, if you're sitting, it would be under you all. Well, yeah, underneath your feet. Just imagine that going all vacuum so that you have a clear space. It just yeah. vacuums out all that fog. And then take that vacuum, put it outside of your aura, like 18 inches, and then explode it and send anyone energy. And just know that anyone's energy that isn't yours goes to them. And then recycle any energy that's yours comes back to you and bring in gold light. Does that make sense? Yes. I love okay, it. Great. So just bring in tons of gold, filling yourself up with this like beautiful gold sunlight. And that'll help you to have more clarity. And you don't have to know everything right away, but it'll just clear the space so that you can get your own information when you're ready. I love it. That's it. Nice work. <laughs> Thank you okay. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so going with the theme. So I'm really feeling this transformational energy like I mentioned. It feels, I realized when I really tapped into it was the Scorpio full moon, Ah. which Scorpio is that. Remember how Britt was telling us the alchemist, that like the alchemy of transforming so but it's not just the scorpio full moon it is that how we can think of it as things being sort of crazy and unsettled but it we can also think of it as this potential for major transformation mm-hmm. um, like how you said we're not in our routines just that alone you know our routines being changed like yeah. that's so transformational so magic this week and also like Questions I've gotten a lot um, on my blog or, you know, just I've picked up on that there are, I mean, a, a, a lot of questions about changing circumstances that we don't like. And yes. so the message Sorry. is with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're feeling that too. <laughs> like the, the, the transformational energy to work with it magically, you don't want to, if there's something that you don't want, You don't want to be like, okay, I don't want that. It's bad. And I'm going to push it away and be in um, conflict with it. Yeah, because that gives it more energy. It's that it creates the resistance energetically. So for transformational magic there, it's really good to say yes to what is to start with that. This is what's true. This is what's here. Just like we're talking about with the Sedona method, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling it, breathing into it. And then can I let that go? Mm-hmm. But first you feel it and first yeah, you acknowledge first. it. So it's also true with conditions that you want to shift. Like, okay, here it is. And I have talked about, I have a video, three ways to transform conditions you don't want. Because I do have gotten a lot of questions about this over the years. And one of the things I talk about is the improv law of oh, yes, yes and. and. Yeah. So if you guys have ever taken an improv class, you know this. But if you haven't, there's this rule called yes and which is if you're doing comedy with somebody and they bring something (laughs) up, you don't like, you don't just change the subject or you don't kind of like go with something. You don't. Or say, no, that's not happening. Yeah. Or make fun (laughs) of them. Like if they're acting like, you know, they're your husband, then you're not like, I've never met you before. Like you don't like change the story in the middle. What? Really bring him back some terrible memories. (laughs) (laughs) Of improv. PTSD. Because. (laughs) Natasha is has done a lot of improv before, right? <laughs> that's where I met Brett. Oh yeah, yeah. So just so you guys know, that's why she was saying that. So, <laughs> but so that's the yes and like in life also we can do that. Like instead of being like, oh no, because that you be you could be in denial. Like oh no, that isn't happening or that is happening, but I'm so against it that I just can't even accept it or allow it, and I'm gonna tense up around it. You know, those are not yes and. But if we're like, okay, yes, this is happening. And here's how I'm going to move through it. And I'm going to, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to feel my feelings. I'm going to tap into love. I'm going to do a ritual, you know, so transformational rituals. And I just posted last week 
a ritual, a really fun transformational ritual that's called How to Transform a Challenge, or no, How to Transform a Problem into a Blessing. Mm. It's a really fun one that involves a lot of purple froth. Oh, great. Where do we get that? <laughs> Who doesn't love purple <laughs> froth when you're doing magic? <laughs> it's you, you freeze uh, water and uh, baking soda and put it into water with um, some food coloring. It's really oh, fun. Oh, boy. My kids will love that. Yeah, it's a good one to do with kids. But it's also like it helps to move stuck energy because uh-huh. in addition to like actually transforming this ice cube into beautiful purple froth, you're also having fun. Like you're taking, you have a problem and now you're doing something fun and you're moving energy. And when yep. you tap into that flow, that like physical vision of this beautiful purple froth it helps to shift it so you could do that spell if you have a problem that you want to transform you could also work with the violet fire which i have talked about on the podcast before but it's a favorite of mine because when you know when you start to understand metaphysical principles and when you see them in action over time you start to realize that it when you are out of alignment with what's already true it becomes harder to change it so then you can like it can happen that you're like oh no now I'm making it worse and then you like go on to this whole get in this whole momentum that you don't want like oh no I'm creating what I don't want because I'm out of alignment with it so instead of that what you can do is you can call on this vision of purple fire and send it into your field send it around you and then feel whatever you're feeling more. So like, let's say you're feeling fear and you're like, oh no, I don't want to feel fear because that's going to manifest what I'm afraid of. So instead of getting into fear of fear, you can call on this purple fire, set the intention that whatever you send into it is going to be transformed into the highest and truest good for everyone concerned energetically. So then you think, I'm going to feel all the fear. How much fear can I feel? It can be embarrassment. It can be sadness. It can be any, you know, feeling anything that you think is out of alignment with the vibration that you're wanting to be in so that you can attract what you want. So then you feel it more. You send it into the fire. You know that fire has that dynamic And just like what Natasha was saying about like when you blow up the vacuum, you know, you can sense now that energy wherever it needs to go, wherever it's going to do the most good, it's going to go there and it's going to do that. So just some things to think about with how to transform conditions you don't want this week. I like it. All righty. So shall we do our housekeeping? Yes. Great. Why don't you go first? Okay, so you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find my blog and a lot of meditations and spells, and also the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts, which you can try for free for a month. And it's um, really great. What do they get at the Good Vibe Tribe? Let's well, just talk about it for a second. There's 13 <laughs> workshops, self-guided Ooh. workshops with videos and pdf workshop worksheets Mm -hmm. and there's a um really fun facebook group and every Mm -hmm. tuesday we do live web chats so it's like we do a ritual meditation and talk about magical principles and have q a every tuesday so those are the main things that Mm -hmm. you get in the good vibe you should do that thanks and what else you're on on instagram at tess4444 on twitter at tess whitehurst on youtube at Tess Whitehurst, and on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author. And where can we find you? You can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for um, my newsletter there. You can um, schedule a reading with me. Um, I am also going to be, oh, I think it's May 21st. Um, My favorite tarot reader and I are hosting a class on embodying your personal power with Gemini season, this Gemini season. So you can find out about that under classes. There's other things on there you can find out about. And you can follow me on Instagram at Highsight Healing. I've been doing some channel messages from my guides on there and 
Oh, I was going to say, this is what I forgot to say when you were talking about that impractical magic is my guides were talking to me about control this week and I did a little video about that and I will just quickly say that one thing that they really told me was you can't control anything except you can control how you receive information, how you receive the experience and how you, um, I mean, how you react and all of that you know how your experience is so and that's a lot that's That's actually a lot of control yes you just can't control circumstances around you um so yeah currently that's where you can find me and you can find us at magic monday podcast uh we have a special listener group on magic on facebook magic monday podcast listeners and um, and then there's Magic Monday Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Magic Monday Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get our cards for the week. This okay. week, for a second, I thought I forgot to bring any down here, but then I remembered that Brett just put all the ones I keep forgetting to bring up that oh, upstairs on the shelf. So they're here. So I'm going to read from the Crystal Spirits, Colette Baron Reed, our favorite. I mean, I don't want to call her our favorite, but we certainly go to her a lot. Someone we admire quite a bit. We sure do. And who has card decks that we like. And I yes. am going to read from Spirit Cats, which is for, oh, by Nicole love- PR, who yes. is a listener of the podcast and a member of the Good Vibe Tribe. And a really, she has a lot of great stuff. Beautiful oh, artwork. And, too. and Beautiful. yeah, these cards are really great. Yeah. You guys should follow her on Instagram. Yeah. A little plug for Nicole. Ghost Kitten Art <laughs> is her right. Instagram. Alrighty, did you pick it already? Yes, and okay, it's uh, it's generosity. Oh, I know. Meet I Sapphire, the generous. So I know. Meet Sapphire, the generous spirit in us all. When it is dark outside, he will always come through for us with his dancing rainbow lights and gentle eyes. Allow generosity to flow in all directions. Offer your hand, your ear, your understanding, and your heart to a person in need. Graciously receive the help from another when you are challenged, stuck, or down on your luck. Be generous with yourself. Give yourself time, love, and sweet nurturing care. We take turns being the helper and the one in need of help. Generosity connects us to something larger than ourselves. I was just taking, trying to take. (laughs) (laughs) I looked up from reading and Natasha was taking a picture of me on Zoom with her phone. Not just you, of us. Oh, of us. Of us. Because um, I didn't record it. But anyway, I I really just feel like Source, the universe is like just so in line with the messages every week. It's just It just keeps happening. I know. But look at Sapphire's face. So maybe I can post a picture of this on Instagram, this uh, card. But you can. He does have eyes that are super generous. And he has an infinity sign over his head. Well, more in line with what we were saying, I picked – I mean, not more in line. Continuing. Additionally. Thank you. I got citrine. And it says the essential meaning is joyful expressiveness, exuberance, and happiness, letting go of any and all negativity. Ah. Now is the time for you to, now is the time for you to be you and to experience the tremendous joy available to you. I mean, this is exactly what the stone myth was all about. I know. I love it aligned with citrine. I can feel that citrine energy. Yeah, it's. I didn't realize until recently that that was an abundant stone. Like to bring it's abundant and it's like pure, po- purely positive. Like they uh, supposedly you don't. I I think this is true. You don't need to clear citrine because it's just so positive uh, all the time on its own. I wonder if that's true. Okay, with all the hard work you do to overcome your old patterns, heal the wounds of the past, and forgive yourself and others as you walk the healing path, you might find that you have forgotten to just have fun and laugh. Be happy today. Citrine Spirit is here to amplify the joy in your life. So feel it and express it as if you are broadcasting it to the entire planet because you are. However serious life may feel, the the conscious universe really wants all of us to have fun. So you are doing important work when you exuberantly share your joy with the world. Make time for pure playfulness and joy today. You know what I extra love about that is that... um, 
um, I was trying to figure out like where, which direction I should go, you know, and I didn't go to that direction. And so the universe was like, here, make sure you add this note. Because oh. I, yeah. Cause I was going to also thinking about talking about manifesting and bringing in more joy in what you want to create and yeah. like, like the beautiful visions and the, you know, what you are coming up with as you know yourself to bring that vision in. So I right. that. The universe and that's like, connected. Here you go. That's connected with generosity too. And she even says that, like broadcast that and that's going to help everybody. But it also made me think about how laughter is such a positive, such a powerful transmuter also of energy. I mean, just so powerful. Yes, yes. Um, All righty. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. Yes, thanks for listening. Getting into the occult. <laughs>